Hey everyone, welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. This is episode 57. And this week, the episode comes out on the very first day of Black History Month. Uh, yes, February 1st, January. It's finally over. Only took forever. <laughs> it was interesting, to say the least. Uh, so... This week's episode, right, is going to be about a, um, ooh, I don't know what you call them, a challenge, a redefine, okay, anyway, because my brain suddenly is like, what would you call this? On Instagram, there is a hashtag called read what you got. Now, this is being hosted by shades and pages and brazen babe reviews and it literally is that read what you already own read the books that you have bought and have not read now if you're feeling attacked if you're feeling like i have somehow called you out like i have somehow um walked up into your life and told you about yourself it's okay i was in the same boat too (laughs) was foolish of me am in the same boat too it is so easy to purchase books both physical and ebook ones not a big audiobook person yet but i imagine it's also quite easy to purchase them girl (laughs) friends people (laughs) sentient beings it is so easy with one click here and one click there and free shipping here and free shipping there with just new releases around the corner at the corner past the corner on the block down the block the next but it's 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 easy it's very 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 easy to just have new books at your disposal what sometimes becomes slightly slightly difficult um is reading them (laughs) um and there are many many reasons for why it becomes difficult to read the books that you have purchased for said reading i mean you got to work, right? Or you got school or you got kids to take care of. Or you got to work and kids to take care of. That that you you're out doing things. You're at home doing things. You had to do things like clean, wash dishes, cook meals, order takeout, pick up takeout, get takeout from the door. Um you got to, you know, do laundry, fold laundry, put laundry away. You've got to shower. You've got to bathe. You've got to clean yourself, wash hair. And that's when you're single. If you've got a family, you've got to make sure everyone is bathing properly. Everyone is eating relative food. (laughs) Food. There are so many things that can take us away from reading. And those, those, you, there's that. And then there's like, you're tired, you're depressed, you're anxious, you're, you're sad, you're unable to focus, you are just not in the mood or, or worse, similar to a Netflix home screen 
or Hulu home screen or really any streaming services home screen, you have so many options, so many choices. And somehow the abundance becomes too difficult to navigate. And so you reread a book you've already read six times and ignore all of the new books that you currently have while purchasing more. Again, I am not attacking anyone. I am saying that I too am in this picture. I too uh, am being called out. I am calling out myself, right? Um, I am but a mirror uh, of my own. What I, I don't even know where that one was going. But I, I get it. I completely... Oh, sorry. This bag is like making noise. Rude. I completely understand how it happens. How you're just like, I have 1,100 unread books on my Kindle. And surprisingly, the ones that are on Apple books aren't even the same books. Or worse, um, I also have, I have a book. I'm not going to say what book it is because I am ashamed. But I pre-ordered it on Amazon and on Apple Books. And then um, I bought two print copies. I still haven't read it. I own it in two formats twice. And yet, I mean, the cover was stunning. I love the author. I am excited to read it. And, and me. anyway, all I'm saying is that when I saw the hashtag, I saw it early in January. I was kind of like, oh no, can I do this? I don't think I can. It's too hard. But then, I want to say about a week and a half ago, I was like, you know what? I I should I should at least try. Let me let me open up my Kindle and pick a book that says new that I have not read. And because last week I talked about shifters, right, right? Remember um, when I was talking about, oh my God, people who turn into animals. I was like, I know that I have shifter books on here that I have not read. So let's read some. And that, my friends, is what I did. I actually read books that I owned. Not library holds, but books that I owned, right? That I purchased some for free. Some for 99 cents. Some for, but, but, but I own them and I read them. So I'm going to tell you a bit about the books that I read during and because of hashtag read what you got, which honestly, um, they've extended it. It was supposed to be for the month of January. They've extended it, I believe through March if I'm not mistaken um and I really just like I will be putting the hashtag in the show notes and when I post it on Instagram and I post it on Twitter using the hashtag there because I do think that seeing that and seeing other people being like oh my god I actually read a book I own is helpful is helpful um I think it's it made me at least more be more conscious of choosing things I had already purchased. Oh, you know the other thing I just realized that made me do um 
I think it happened to me twice this week where like I saw a blurb and was like that sounds so cool immediately went to Amazon like I gotta buy that and Amazon was like bitch you own this you you've been on this you own this a while ago and I was like wow I mean past me knew what she was doing but like also how am I going to try and buy a book that I bought in 2020 and not like November like May like it's almost been a year I haven't read it at the same time are there books that I've owned for more than a year that I haven't read um yes but I'm working on it okay I am I'm working on it I'm working that's all I can say that's all I can say so back to the books that I read thanks to uh shades and pages and uh brazen babe reviews because again ladies thank you so much like thank you for giving us the impetus to read what we owed the first one i want to talk about um is his beauty by jack harbin he might be like hmm so you fucked up my last name bitch and i'm gonna be like i'm sorry i'm sorry I saw the, but I enjoyed this. Now here, let me start off with, I'm not a big fan of fairy tale retellings. I don't know why. I enjoyed them as a kid. Uh, when it comes to my romance, I'm kind of like, meh, uh, uh, okay, I guess. Um, I don't seek them out. I rarely, if ever, I'm like, oh my god, I can't, you know. And sometimes knowing it's a fairy tale retelling kind of makes me want to be like no thank you i don't want it but people were talking about it on the timeline cover was gorgeous and i was like well i know that i i have to read this so i bought it but then of course you know life um i decided to you know be foolish and not read but then finally i was like girl you bought the book you might as well read the book what is you doing so I was like, all right, all right, Jack, I'll read this book that I bought a while ago. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. It had, you know, the things that I enjoyed about Beauty and the Beast. Um, but it also had other darker moments. The Beast, the made sense in this book to me in a way that I think when I look back at the movie um because really that's what I would be referencing I'm like yeah let me uh." um but I liked Isla and the Beast um and I enjoyed seeing that same story but being told from a much more what felt to me I guess more realistic sort of framework in that, you know, she, I guess because when I think of the Disney one, I'm like, well, okay, well, I was a kid and it's a kid's movie. So some parts of it seem very like kiddish, which makes sense because it's for children. In this book, right, you know, we lean into, you know, it's a monster or a, a, a beast, that's having sex and that's cool there's no like oh no what no that's 
And again, maybe because a part of me wonders if I'm like very cool with that because of shifters or maybe it's just like, well, like, what's the issue? Like, why not? If it's got the appendage, I mean, and maybe it would be weird if it was tentacles, mm. but it's not. Um, he got a dick. She got a vagina. You know, it works. Tab it, you know. But I, I was like, oh, a part of me was like, wow, I could have been read this. <laughs> But at the same time, it's also, like, nice to read it now, you know? Like, I was like, oh, okay, yes. This works for me. Thank you. Um, And like I said, I'm usually not a big, like, fairy tale retelling kind of gal. But he does a really good job with this one. um, With the ways in which Isla and the Beast get to know each other um also the townspeople like I under I don't like them um and I understand like why she you know is how she is in some ways like I think that this town that she's from I'm like oh y'all were I mean we're supposed to be like in I keep in the movie it's like oh my god the wonderful townspeople and I'm like but like are they really no no they're not they ain't shit and I feel like that was like very clear or it was shown to us in a way that I was like oh okay um so no I really quite enjoyed his beauty um by Jack um, and I was like, oh, okay. So I think if he does any future fairy tale retellings, I'll be like, all right. Because I already, kn- I now know that I would enjoy it from him. Others, I will, I don't know. But if Jack writes it, I, I will, I will say yes. Then we've got Redemption by Kenya Wright. I feel like. I purchased this. There was talk on the timeline, Twitter, of course, about um, black romance authors. And immediately I was like, ooh, black heroine, East Asian hero. Uh, Yes, we don't get a lot of this in romance or anywhere. I want it. Give it to me. And as usual, bought it because the blurb sounded really cool. And then, you know, com- you know, forgot that I owned it. Anyway, was like, oh, this cover looks good. Let me start reading this. Now, this is... Sorry, guys. Sometimes the thing, the tongue is like, we're not sure what we're doing. Is this how we speak? We don't think so. Anyway, this is a romantic suspense, okay? Redemption is romantic suspense. And content warnings there is definitely uh abuse on page um it's a little a little difficult and there is a kill scene that is uh graphic like i legit at some point i was like oh oh ooh, this may be more than i really needed maybe we could have um faded to black is that possible with with these kinds of scenes I don't know but there were uh, there were 
There was a moment there where I was like, oh my fucking God, you really, okay, all right. Um, So yeah, if on page, like, violence is a huge thing for you, I would still say read this book because I really, really enjoyed it. But I don't want you to, you know, hurt yourself by, you know, triggering um, trauma. So then maybe not. Come back to it if you feel like you can deal with that. But if that's something that is a flat, hard no for you, then please don't, you know, do that to yourself. Now, redemption, I was like, whoa, for several reasons. Uh, For some reason, there is like random illustrations that come up. And every time we go from Yoshiro to Ebony's viewpoint, we have an image of them, like, Roshiro's, like, a black silhouette with a gun, and Ebony's, like, a drawing, and, but she also has a gun. I, I wasn't, whatever. Someone was like, I want to draw. Okay. Now, back to me being like, oh, whoa. So, Ebony and Yoshiro are two characters who have a shit ton, and I mean a shit ton of trauma and baggage uh it's not it's not pretty it's like as ugly as it can really get his family is killed because he doesn't do what he's told to do by his mob boss she is on the run with her three kids from her abusive husband it's not they when i say they got issues both of them they got issues here's the thing seeing them come together working with each other I can see how like I think that Kenya Wright did a really really good job of creating of giving us two characters who work together and open themselves up and become vulnerable with each other um and think she does a really good job of that. There is a lot, you know, it's it's suspenseful. You're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Um, but there are these like wonderful moments of Yoshiro and Ebony and Ebony's children. Um, the kids are wonderful. He's got two dogs, they're called Salt and Peppa, because of course, um I really feel like because romantic suspense is also, I think, a subgenre that I don't, I wouldn't say I'd never gravitate to because I definitely have read way more romantic suspense than, for example, fairy tale retelling. Like, no, I've definitely read romantic suspense. And some of it I've been like, oh, yes, I'm in it. But sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, like the, the overwhelming sort of feeling of like fear and stress and agitation. Like, I don't know that I can handle that right now. Um, but I think that even with such like grim backstory or, you know, in some cases not backstory, hello person honking for no reason. Um, Kenya keeps the connection between Ebony and Yoshiro and at the same time, Yoshiro and Ebony's kids and just this family unit that we see sort of grow, um, from the circumstances 
it feels to me like it doesn't feel far-fetched it doesn't feel like impossible if it feels right and I um also really I think obviously that I also really like the fact that these are both two um people of color right Ebony is black Yoshiro is East Asian and I really like that we see you know we learn about his culture um throughout the and it's not like we're being hit over the head with it but I guess because also in romantic suspense I mean almost always it's like two white people running around doing whatever um to save whatever which is fine um but I think you know having just different um cultural I was gonna say iconography but I think that's clearly the wrong word yeah because it's not that about like religious anyway um I guess cultural references that make sense within these two these characters within this world um and just it maybe it's just in my head but it feels different that it's not a white dude riding to save her right and that she's in fact fleeing from a white man right the white man in her life is the problem not the savior um so I really, really enjoyed Redemption. Um, I liked the world that we got to spend time in. Like I said, the violence did. There were moments where I was like, oh, okay, we're going, we're going there. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm along for the ride. I'm strapped in, maybe covered in some gore, but I'm strapped in. But I think that... Um, and maybe in spite or because of that. I mean, that kill scene is, oh, right? But it also cements Yoshiro and Ebony. Because um, these, like, I gotta say this. Once you, you and another person kill someone else and, like, work well together to do it. Not like, oh, I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's a big that's a big milestone it like I don't know it feels like wow wow we if we can do that what can't we do right what can't we do we can be out here kill a motherfucker that need to be killed okay it's not like there's indiscriminate killing of you know no no someone who definitely needed to die um and I think I mean that is probably at least for me, some appeal of romantic suspense. The bad people, they die, die, you know? Like, it's not like, well, no, dead. Um, I like that. The um, bloodthirsty uh, person within me is like, yes. Yes. Kill that motherfucker. Kill them dead. Empty the clip into them. Blow them up. Do what you gotta do. But they gotta die. Die, die, die. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed Redemption by Kenya Wright. I was like, oh, 
oh. and again it was one of those like as I was reading I was like wow like you've had such a good book on your Kindle this whole time and then, what were you doing stupid reading stuff that doesn't that isn't good because there are there were two that I read that I owned so I don't okay <sighs> were they great now one of them I think did have a really good sort of premise right um he's been turned into a werewolf he meets his mate she's actually engaged to someone else because her dad but it was kind of like eh like it wasn't executed properly um and then the other one do I even remember the other one no the other one was very like non like very boring um but we're like you know this one redemption ops like this was actually quite good and here I was, not knowing I had such goodness, just just chilling on my phone, waiting for me to read it. All right, and then the last two, um, and I say the last two because they are book one and book two in a series. And again, this was, I do remember someone, I might have been Beverly Jenkins asking the timeline for paranormal romance wrecks from black authors and i was like oh let me let me and so i had purchased janine his true alpha and lenora his own true what is it his omega mate his true omega mate whatever um by chensia c higgins oh don't worry guys i will be putting you know all of these titles and show notes in case you're like esther I too want these books, but I do not know what they are called. Don't worry, I got you. Yes, it's Janine, His True Alpha, and Lindora, His Omega Mate by Chancia C. Higgins. Book one and book two of the Wolves of West Texas series. So, how was I like? I like shifters. Black people gotta buy. And then, again, time. And then, last week, talking about shifters. I was like, ooh, let's read some shifter books. And friends friends if you are a big paranormal fan if you like books about shifters you've probably noticed that very rarely and i mean very rarely depending on you know what the algorithm shows you do you find books by black authors with characters that are black um and Chensia actually writes in, I believe it's the, I think it's in, where does she mention why she wrote the book? Yeah. Or maybe it was in the, I know I saw this somewhere and I'm looking at like the book and I'm not seeing it and I'm like, I mean, I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. I mean, I make things up, but not that many. Hmm. Ah, it was in it. No, was it in it? Ah, here we go. It was, uh, she actually writes about it in book two. So she basically explains that when she wrote Janine, His True Alpha, she had been binging paranormal romance. Like, in less than three months, she'd read about 20 books. Um, and she'd really enjoy them. But not one of them had featured a black couple. 
And she said, you know, I should have just gone on social media and asked for recommendations instead of uh, trusting algorithms and skewed search results. But at the time, she was just tired. Uh, so she, you know, she was tired of searching for black couples and receiving images with white people wearing black clothes, which, oh my god, that... Pinterest does that to me a lot. I put in black something and the black is capitalized on what do I get? People in black clothing. And I'm like, that is not what I asked you, you garbage uh, search engine. Anyway, she wrote, I was tired of not existing even in wildly imaginative alternate universes. So the Wolves of West Texas, the series is how she channeled those feelings. And I'm here to say that thank you Chelsea Hankins, thank you so much because I very rarely um, see any kind of paranormal that has people of color. It's, um, it's fascinating and I've heard this commentary before that even in worlds that are clearly not real, whether it is space, whether it is a fantasy world that is completely made up, the planet, like nothing looks like planet Earth, right? Whether it's black people are still missing. People of color are still missing. It's still just, you know, everyone's pale. Sometimes for, you know, shits and giggles, people have got red hair and blonde hair. and brown, but, but people of color, people who do not look like sort of the standard are missing. And because they're missing right the lore the way that world works is often you know uh what is the world what is the world what is the word it's built off of the cultural norms and references that make sense to white readers and obviously makes sense to all of us because we live in patriarchal society that is you know um also a white supremacist society so it's not like we don't know all of this but one of the things in reading this like here like the backstory of the fact that you know werewolves uh were a protected class because once you shift into a werewolf there's no way to know what race you are um that this town in west texas called madow is created uh by a a woman a black woman who's a slave whose master leaves her this amount of land when he dies right um so that um right there that conflict of like obviously this man owned her and you know I think she has 11 kids with him. So, you know, the man raped her at least, at very least 11 times, if not more, but also still left her a shit ton of land at a time where that just wasn't done, right? So the complexity, the nuance of just that. So that being sort of the backstory, the history of this, you know, in the background of the series is fascinating to me because again if we start to think of the worlds that can be created when your guiding principles or the history mythology whatever it's based on isn't just like white society think of the different ways 
that the fitted mate trope can show up, right? Well, what does that look like? What does that what does that feel like? What does that mean? It's fascinating that Chelsea makes a decision that werewolves have always existed. People have known about them. They are protected, etc., etc., etc. That that is a choice, right? There are authors that make the decision to have shifters be an integral part of the world. There are others that have shifters hiding from the world. Um, I l- and. I really just was like, oh, okay. So I started reading, of course, Janine, and I was like, and I really was fascinated with Janine as a character, right? Because Janine is a character who has a shit ton of power, but has no idea that she has a shit ton of power. Um, And so we see through the progression of the book as she comes to realize that she is, you know, Yes, she's different from others, but it's not a bad thing. Um, And I think that I feel like I don't always No, That's not what I was going to say. Anyway, I really loved seeing the trajectory of seeing Janine show up being like, this is I'm making this decision because this is what's going to be best for me and her growth as a character oh there's a winter storm warning so i'm pretty sure that's the plow outside plowing snow um because the the snowstorm is here there's a whole 10 inches expected i say that because i'm kind of like being a brat about it because i grew up in canada and so 10 inches to me is not a snowstorm it's like it's 10 inches that's just snow but for new york that's a snowstorm and they're like real serious about that so that's they're just salting outside in case you're like what is that weird rumbling sound in the background um it's me on my private jet to nowhere um (laughs) uh let me let me stop laughing wow it's real loud rude anyway um yeah we get to see janine you know grow and like come into her strength and it isn't like that's weird or how could that be it's just sort of accepted you know that's she's a it's wonderful and then lenora i was like oh my god now lenora's book is is much shorter um and not much shorter it's shorter and i wish it was longer but that's again whenever i say i wish it was longer that's just me being greedy and wanting more pages because I, i'm always gonna want more <laughs> like i'm always gonna be like well come on just just a, just a little more i'm i'm enjoying this world and these characters i don't want to leave um but i really um i also so here's the thing right the title is the name of our heroine but then the the what is it whatever comes after the two dot dots what is, what are those called oh my god colon yes <laughs> I was like, I should know this. I went to school for English long time ago. <laughs> anyway, it's the name of our heroine. And then it's like his true alpha, his omega mate, right? So it's like, wait, what? And of course, it's like our hero. Like, it's like, I guess it's like, how do I put this? The hero, his omega mate is Lenora. His true alpha is Janine, um, I, I, I enjoyed that for the titles. I was like, mm, okay, yes. 
yes. But seeing this whole world that, you know, she has created, um, that is, because I think that when you read Shifter books, oh, I didn't even mention, they're werewolves. Sorry, guys, you're probably like, well, you keep saying Shifter, but you do not say what kind. Werewolves, uh, people who turn into wolves. And from the sound of it, oh, well, I did say the wolves of West Texas, whatever. From the sound of it, I don't think that this is a world where there's like multiple shifters. I think there's a world where there are, this is a world where there are werewolves, aka people who turn into wolves. There is no mention of any kind, any other kind of shifter. So I don't think that this is a world where there are bear shifters and panda shifters and that nagra is werewolves and humans. And that's it. Um, because there isn't really also um, conversations of like, is this a world where there's like a shit ton of magic going on? That's not the feeling that you really get. Um, but I think that I really enjoyed being in this world that clearly felt in some ways like so much more um, familiar um, just due to the fact that like these are black characters some of the ways in which they speak sound you know like how black people speak today and seeing that in this paranormal setting was really cool because as she mentions you know the reason why she uh, wrote these books is because you you have to look really hard to find that um because I was gonna be like it's it and I was like it's not impossible or it's harder to find um there was actually two other shifter books that I also owned that I read that do have you know a black uh well one of them it's the heroine is blonde um and then the other one well technically that heroine I think we're supposed to yeah I think she's supposed to be either half black or mixed but that was a little bit harder to tell anyway those other two um the partners the men the heroes aren't black whereas um in you know Chensia's um Bulls of West Texas they both black she black he black blackity black black um and I really like there's a third book out which I'm going to be reading because of course I am like duh um and I'm very excited uh I also kind of hope that she decides to write in this world again because I really like there's a guy that pops up in book two uh Cassius 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 I say Cassius you're all gonna be like girl that's not how you say it oh well that's how I say it um <laughs> and I would love for him to get a book diamond not as much he kind of annoyed me um but written correctly I might be all like yo his book was great I mean she might be like girl no it was just only ever gonna be three books but I'm really 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 hoping um that that changes Ooh, and I'm like looking on Goodreads Alicia his troublesome fate which is book three uh just came out in December so it is new um so I don't have to wait for it uh awesome awesome sauce uh I cannot wait 
uh and that one's alicia who in the first book i was like what is this bitch's problem and book two i started to be like oh okay maybe she's not so terrible so now she gets her own book i'm like all right tell me more tell me more but yes i really enjoyed seeing what paranormal romance looks like when it's written um, with black characters in a world that is sort of based or has uh, an underpin like the framework of it is coming from a black perspective um and i am going to definitely be looking for more the other two books that i was like bread but like whatever whatever you know not everybody is black and there was bear's gold by yvette hines which is book one in the erotic shifter fairy tales oh was that supposed to be like goldilocks yeah i literally just realized now that's probably what that was supposed to be a play on mm, didn't even realize when i was reading that was that was interesting um because that's bear shifters which i also enjoy um and that in that world people don't know about shifters so that's a whole surprise to everybody or no that's not true most people don't know but it feels like certain groups of people do know mm, i don't know um and that was you know okay and then gunner by sedona venez i the premise i thought was okay um but i don't think it was executed that great right um that one i was kind of like mm, i don't know but it was something that I owned and I read. And so I will say that the hashtag has been really, I think, helpful in that I think I just like randomly see it on Instagram and I'm like, you know what? I should go and read something I've already purchased and is sitting downloaded on my device. That 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 sounds like a smart thing to do. Let me go. Let me go do that. Um, and if you too are like, can I do that? I think you can. I think you can join me. Even if, even if you only read two or three books this month that you already own, it don't matter how many others you buy, you've read some that you owned and eventually you'll get to the ones you bought at some point. I don't know when, but that's not important. That's neither here nor there no so i'm going to uh pause here and i will be back in if you i mean literally it won't be that long all right pause here me welcome back it's time for gratitude latitude um (laughs) anyway so Three things that I'm grateful for this week. One, um, as I mentioned earlier, there's a storm coming, whatever. And so I went grocery shopping um, Saturday evening so that I would, you know, have food for the week, not have to worry about like, oh, no. Um, And of course, I'm like absolutely grateful that I have the money to be able to go grocery shopping. Went to Trader Joe's because, you know, it's inexpensive, guys. You can get a lot of stuff, you know, that sometimes it's like would cost me so much more at other supermarkets um and so i'm beyond grateful that you know i have the money to be able to go grocery shopping um but something that i think the thing that really 
I was like, there was um, a young woman, or she looked relatively young, sitting outside the Trader Joe's and um, asking, you know, um, for money. And all I, you know, all I kept thinking was, we are in the midst of a global pandemic and it is winter in New York City. Like, this isn't like some like warm place where it's like, well, it's, you know, you know, air quotes winter, but like, it is cold outside and you're outside asking for money. And again, in the midst of a global pandemic. And so immediately I felt so thankful um, that I had a little bit of extra money to, you know, be able to put some money in her little tin, but that I had a home to go home to, that I had shelter, that I had a place that, you know, I could be indoors, that I had a bed, a place to sleep in, a place to store food. I mean, having a place to live has always been the most important thing to me. I mean, I may, I will never not pay my rent on time. Um, Every other bill, don't care. I mean, I can figure that out. But the most important thing is having a place to live. And since I don't own anything, I obviously have to pay rent. And I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine how, how difficult and just brutal it must be to not have a home and to not have a home at this time period I mean I don't think that ooh, being homeless you know January of 2019 was great no it was it was garbage (laughs) it'll always be garbage but to compound that with what is going on now is just and it's frustrating to me because you know there's probably somewhere that people could be housed, but no one wants to take the responsibility and front the cost. And so we've got people, you know, living on the street in the wintertime, like 10 inches of snow are falling, which again, you know, I like kid and I joke and I'm like, it's not really a storm, but if you're homeless, what is that? Is that not like literally like death knocking at your door because aren't you going to be susceptible to frostbite hypothermia etc and on top of that COVID like I just I was very very grateful and thankful to have my home but also very sort of bummed that this is happening and it doesn't seem to be changing Yay! Um, sorry, guys, but it it, it 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 was something that really sort of struck struck me. Um, and the third thing that I am grateful for this week. Um, so I have been really on like a lip balm kick. I don't know why. Maybe it's because everything is dry and. I'm just like lips must stay moisturized because I definitely do not believe in like chapped lips. I'm like, huh, what? I don't know. So Sephora has a birthday gift if you're like a VIB or VIB Rouge member every year. And this year I actually got the gift. And 
from Laniège, I believe it's called. There's like a lip mask. And it's just really moisturizing. And I'm just loving it. Like, I put it on before I go to sleep. And I always wake up in the morning and my lips are, you know, like nice. And like, there is no weird, like, drying out. It's just really, really nice. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. I like this. I want more of this. This is this is be this is more than acceptable this is hell yes like i just i'm a big like i'm a big person on that kind of thing so i was like mm, okay and i feel like all winter long i'm just gonna be buying like different lip balms because why not and it's okay because i do go through them like i don't believe in wow that's really loud outside but again it's fine um i do like i love lip balms like i love oh my god what the Oh, because it was probably coming up one street and, but what? Sorry, guys. I just got distracted. I was like, what is happening? But yeah, that was, you know, the thing. Um, So yeah, those are the three things um, that I feel like I was, oh, well, actually, there's one more thing. Well, is there? There is. So the other thing that, um. I'm really grateful for. <laughs> so I was listening to uh, the Shelf Love podcast episode with uh, Dame Jody Slaughter, um, the part one, and listening to them talk about Twilight and fan fiction and all of that. I had no idea that uh, um, Twilight came out so long ago for me. Like I didn't even like I had to look it up, and I was like, "Wait, two thousand six? Like, hot damn!" like 23 um anyway listening to that episode was really really cool because i definitely as i mentioned last week i think that was where my sort of interest and you know dawning love of it was shifters started um but i definitely was like oh okay i can see now I knew at at that point I had already been so the romance wasn't something that I was like didn't know I liked about Twilight and was you know I think I read Twilight and I was kind of like oh I wish there'd been I think even at that point I was already starting to be like I really want a little bit more of the sex here like it's a little a little tame but I knew it was like you know young adult or whatever so I knew it wasn't gonna be like hardcore anything um but I think it's really I really was enjoying listening to um the episode and betty you're like so you are grateful for being able to listen no i am grateful for the fact that andrea martucci on shelf love uh is always talking about topics that i'm always like oh my god like the way that she asks questions and the topics that she covers and the guests that she has have me you know being like oh uh, making connections with like things that I wouldn't have necessarily thought about um and I really really do appreciate that and I'm like oh yeah yeah like I because I was a big fan fiction um nerd like I was all over fanfiction um dot net but it wasn't really about books I did a lot of fan fiction I think for tv shows um I definitely there were shows that I was like I want these two together and 
the show is taking too long to get them together or isn't getting them together at all how dare they um so because I surprisingly wasn't I don't think I was a big Twilight fanfic person um I don't think I was um but I definitely um did look for fanfic for tv shows which now I'd have to think about what tv shows uh, basically anything where like who I thought should be together either weren't or were taking like goddamn like I de- definitely read Bones fan fiction um because I was like they're taking way too long to get these two together and I don't understand <laughs> like this is obvious to all of us what are you doing um there was other tv show fan fiction um that I also read but I'd have to like I don't even I don't even remember but I do, I did think it was really interesting that, you know, for some people watching Twilight and stuff like that eventually led them to romance. Um, and I'm looking forward to listening to the part two of that episode. Oh my God, this plowing nonsense is really getting on my nerves. Like I know it's going to be helpful, but I'm not enjoying how loud it is. Um... So I think that's all I've got for you guys this week. Uh, next week, um, I already know. Um, usually I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But I know exactly what I'm going to be talking about next week. Um, I'm going to be talking about Beverly Jenkins' um, Wild Rain, which comes out next Tuesday. So, of course, the episode that comes out on Monday is going to be about that book. I'm very, very excited to talk to you guys about that book. Um Spring Lee is the sister of the hero in oh I why don't I write these things down like I swear to god a homeboy who marries um Reagan who like shoots at him because she doesn't know that he's you know not a bad guy hey well that that she is the sister of that hero and I am so excited that she is, you know, getting her own book. And I cannot wait um, to talk to you guys about it. Let's see. A podcast. Ah, Tempest. There we go. I was like, God fucking damn it. Um, yeah, because Tempest is, you know, uh, our male uh, order bride. And, you know, the doctor. And then, of course... He's got a sister, and now she gets her book. Now she gets her book, and I am really, really over the moon. So that is what will be next week's episode, because Wild Rain comes out the day after. So, take care. You know, if you're living somewhere where winter storms are happening and all that jazz, be warm, stay safe, uh, load up on supplies so you don't gotta be going outside, uh thanks to the craziness that's going on if you can double mask double mask it's annoying i know but listen listen you don't want you don't want you don't want the covid i'm just saying you don't want it so if you can double mask um what else enjoy you know your week read uh read the books that you've got and then Use the hashtag created by Shades and Pages and Brazen Babe Reviews. Hashtag read what you got 
and post about it. Post about it on the gram. Post about it on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook, but post about it on Facebook. I'm not on TikTok, but post about it on TikTok. Read what you got. I know it's hard. Believe me, I do know. But we can do this, guys. Together, we can actually read books that we have purchased. I know, such a such a wild concept. But I believe in us. I believe that we can do it. So take care and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.